0: Welcome to the gift club again. And today we are talking consumer data psychology and with me, I have Ben Rachel um, founding partner of soul who are the only customer engagement agency who work with psychologists. So the why people do things are at the heart of what they do. So I've got some thought provoking questions and interesting ones to ask Ben on the underlying behaviors that lead customers to purchase or to stay loyal and how the contract between customers and retailers is measured. So it's great to have have you, Ben. Thanks for chatting to me.
1: Well, nice to be with you.
0: Thank you. So let's kick off with getting specific. What yes. are the subconscious drivers of consumer behaviour, Ben?
1: That sounds like a big, big question. <laughs> um, actually, the subconscious drivers of human behaviour relate to what psychologists call um, the ten universal need states, which connect all of us. So often we talk about personality and different personalities drive different behavior. And if you know somebody's extrovert, then you need to talk to them like this. And if you know somebody's introverted, you need to speak to them like this. The problem with lots of segmentations and lots of profiling techniques is that they work on the assumption that personality is consistent. It's not personality is a really bad guide to how we're going to behave. Which I know sounds a bit weird, but think about it like this: the way that you and I are talking now, with our professional hats on, if you if if you will, is different to how we'll be with our children or how we'll be with our friends. Our personality way it wanes and flexes and bends to reflect who we're with, the people that we're in the context of those uh, of of, the, of those conversations, those situations. But underneath personality are as I say, what psychologists call universal need states. And a a need state is the desire to be in control, the desire for for conservatism, for self-expression, for gregariousness, for solidity. If you can go a little bit deeper than personality and start to understand people's combination of need states, you then have a really good appreciation of why people make decisions in the way that they do i want you all to imagine uh, uh, the top not imagine look at the top that you're wearing or 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 think of a top that you really like and go go to the 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 brand you bought it from the label that you bought it from and then think about why people might buy that top and why you might buy that top you might be someone who wants adulation. So you've bought that top in order that everybody goes, oh, don't you look fantastic? Where's it from? You look amazing. There's another group of people who have bought that very same top because actually they lack that self-confidence and they have low self-esteem. And what they're really trying to do is blend into their peer group. And so they buy that top because they think it's a passport to being accepted within their group. The last thing they really want is for somebody to go, oh, aren't you amazing? Uh, don't you look a million dollars? They would find that, that that a bit over the top and a bit overwhelming. But yet, two people are buying the very same item of clothing for very different reasons. Now, if you ask people in a servo why you've bought it, you won't understand, you won't find that out directly. If I say, why well, have you bought that top? You'll give me a whole bunch of reasons which will deflect from either Your very from your big ego or your small ego, if that makes sense. But with the help of psychologists, you can dig a little bit deeper and understand those non-conscious drivers of choice. And those non-conscious drivers of choice normally relate to the combination of need states that we mentioned earlier.
0: Heading over to retail, then Ben, how should retailers be thinking about their data at the moment? You know, times are slightly different now. So, do you have any tips or advice, or what do you think retailers Should... should be doing now?
1: It, there's two types of data that you need to think about. And, and they correspond to two tasks, really. It, any any retailer wants to be able to fulfill the immediate need of their customer. So that means if you're, if you if it's a website, you need to think about why somebody's come to your site and make the journey work. And then you also at the same time need to be thinking about what I would call what data and why data. So what data is, all the things that we measure that we can see that people do. So footfall into a shop, the number of covers in a restaurant, the number of hits on a website, the number of click throughs here, et, cetera, et cetera. All of that, that shows you a pattern, gives you a pattern of information. And you look at that pattern, and you go, do I like it? OK, I do. How do I scale it? Do I not like it? No, I don't like it. How do I change it? And that's where you need what we'd call or what I'm calling why data, because you, it, you want to understand why that pattern of behavior is taking place. So back to that favorite top. Why did somebody buy it? If you you can see what people have done, but if you can see what if you can understand why they've done it, you have the ability to to influence that pattern or to, to scale it. It's not either or, it's both. We need to understand what people have done because marketing spend needs to be directed somewhere and it needs to be directed against an objective. So if you see that these people are valuable to you, you want to retain them. And if you see these people are underperforming, you want them to spend more with you. So your what data tells you through classically recency, frequency, and value of transactions, what how, how to compartmentalize, how to segment, how to group people on current performance versus future potential, and why data gives you the ability to pull the levers to change the outcomes.
0: Customers want to be loyal. Retailers need loyal customers. Can you measure the give and take of that relationship? As in what, who does more giving and who does more taking? Yes. Okay. Oh, good. That's a good start that you can measure that.
1: (laughs) It will change over time. And the reason it will change over time is that for brands to successfully emotionally bond with customers and for that to be reciprocated, brands continually have to be fit for purpose. So the product has to deliver. And then, you know, we were talking about motivations and why somebody would do something. Then you need to make sure that what, how you, engage and talk to your customers and how you present your product to them is wrapped up in a way that hits the buttons that make people feel good. So that means you need to at some point start by looking at your customer base and your prospective customer base and go, okay, what are the typical sorts of groups of people that are going to consume my product, engage with my brand? What What do I need to be saying to those people to have their attention and to have them leaning forward? Now, if your product then stacks up and you're providing the solution to their buying need, then they're gonna be predisposed to hear from you more. And if you continually present your product portfolio, your brand portfolio, your brand messages in a way that that connect to those, those need states, then they're going to stay with you. You need to keep an eye on the changing environment and changing context because new companies come in and, to use the, the classic word, they disrupt the status quo. So there is constantly a need to keep to keep abreast of what's going on and, 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 and remain in tune with the wider context. Now, the simplest, easiest way, perhaps, to measure whether or not you're still in tune with the customer is to ask this question, is to say, would you recommend this brand to, to someone? yes or no and if they say yes, you know why that's going to happen and if they say no, you ask why not and then you can correct the why not and then you continually begin to monitor the why they would and you create I guess what you would call a brand tracker and if you're constantly dipping into the market measuring your metrics, then you have your, you have an early warning system if you like. The the challenge is you can't just make it out of nothing. You need to really go back to the to, to to the digging into why people are doing what they're doing in the first place. Then you need to understand how big a segment that is, how big a coterie of people that is to make sure that you're you're actually Engaging with a big enough customer base for it to be sustain- for, for your business to be sustainable. Really yeah.
0: good summary of this. I think in my head, what you've said is that you, what you're saying is that um, emotional loyalty isn't just about love for a brand in that relationship, but it's about how well they're loved back by it. And yes. I th- think that's I don't know whether that's, that's a neat, good summary.
1: It's a neat way of putting it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. But obviously, the only way consumers aren't looking at what the brand's doing for them, they're just accepting what's happening, like they're accepting it, right? Whereas the brands can actually dig down into the behaviors of that individual.
1: Yeah, yeah. People feel it. it, it I think Mayor Angelou described the human emotion quite superbly. She, the author, poetess, civil rights activist. And I'm I, I'm not going to do her great words justice here, because I'm going to remember her her observation probably incorrectly, but she talks about, you don't remember people for what they said, you don't remember them for what they look like, you remember them for how they make you feel. And brands are the same. and And it starts with knowing why somebody is thinking about buying from you and fulfilling that task and making it feel easy, fulfilling and enjoyable.
0: Thank you so much for your time uh, and sharing your insights and your experience. and I really really do appreciate that you've spent the time to talk to me well, it, about it, the it. data, the psychology behind data and I think it's, I think it's amazing. Good luck with everything that you're trying to achieve. It's all about
1: patterns of behavior. and thank you very much for having me. You're
0: very welcome.